update let's get started okay i think today is going to be more like a reflection it'll probably be pretty short you know i say that every time i get up to preach i'm always like i think my sermon is only gonna take like seven to nine minutes and then it ends up being like 34 but i really do think that this reflection is gonna be pretty short just a happy start to your tuesday morning or a nice close to your tuesday evening I um so whenever whenever I'm fasting I a whole bunch of ugly stuff comes up. We talked about this before. It's like draining the tub. You know, if you take a bath and you get out and you drain the tub and then you get to see after you drain the water, you see all the dirt and stuff that was just on your body. That's what fasting does. That's exactly how I'm feeling about my life, I so much stuff is just springing up to the surface so fast, and I instead of being able to ignore it or push it aside or numb the feeling with social media or French fries or Diet Coke, I have to sit with it and I have to think about why am I feeling this way, and so today I was feeling like feelings of envy and spite and jealousy springing up for no reason like just for weird stuff and instead of me sinking deeper what I will say though the fast is giving me an opportunity to reflect and do some introspection and instead of me just either giving it to those feelings or acting like they don't exist, but then putting that way, allowing them to grow deeper roots. I just was like, yo, why am I in my feelings right now? Why do I have these negative emotions? Why is my flesh jumping up at me? And I mean, am I going to say that I just completely was able to turn those feelings off and be completely healed and free and free from envy, jealousy and spite? Not yet, but I I do think that I was able to really consider, put my feelings up against what is actually happening in my surroundings and see if they are aligning. And then consider, is this how I'm operating in my everyday life? Am I just, are these types of emotions just so common for me that I don't even really, they don't even register as a blip on my radar in my regular day to day. I mean, and it's not that envy and jealousy and spite are new things, things I didn't know I had. I always knew that they were there. And honestly, I love to have them resolved instead of them continually being a problem for my life. But I will say I was able to keep myself from sinking super deep into those things and pitying myself, throwing myself a pity party. I used to hate that phrase throwing myself a pity party I was just like well you don't have to be snarky about it I'm feeling bad but you just you don't have to come up with alliterative phrases about how I'm feeling just let me feel how I'm feeling and go about your business but I was I didn't throw myself a pity party I just analyzed and I was like Lord I give this to you I give these emotions to you and one thing I feel like the Holy Spirit was telling me is even when it's not about me like, if I'm in a situation, social or otherwise, and the attention and the focus is not on me, I'm not the one that's being impressive. 
I'm not the one that's commanding all the attention in a room. I can still be grateful for what's happening. I can still be a part of what's going on. I can still be happy. I can still be joyful. And that may sound childish or small to y'all. And these are all things that I know in my mind, but it really felt like it sunk in today. And I felt good. I was able to practice, walk that out. I'm grateful for that. Small victories. I'd also say it's also a similar thing with the fast because usually I'm fasting for personal spiritual growth. Like it's about me and it's about God. God, you calling me higher. What deeper depths, what higher heights, like where are we going? Me and you, God. But this time we're fasting on behalf or I'm fasting. We are, but I'm talking about myself. I'm fasting on behalf of the church. So I'm not necessarily seeking to hear from God for my own stuff but about stuff for the church, just like you all are. And honestly, like it, it seems sometimes that other people are hearing from God clearly. Other people are getting vision and direction. And I'm here waiting. I'm here waiting on the Lord to speak to and through me. And it's like, I want the special holy words from on high to be given to me. And I want to be the vessel through which the Lord God Almighty uses to speak life into this community. And if that's not happening, the fast seems less exciting. Um, and that's just a true confession. Like this fast, it's not about me. It's not just about my personal growth. I know that I am growing in my individual walk by, by participating, but it just isn't about me. And that's, I'm just telling y'all the truth. That can be less exciting for me. That's me. That's my personality. You might be completely opposite. But, you know, I just be wanting the words on high to come from me. And I'm realizing they don't have to. I got just as much just as much access to God as you do. You got just as much access to God as I do. And I can still appreciate and joyfully participate in the fast without being the vessel through which the Lord Almighty doth speak. That's just as a real thing. Um, another thing I was thinking about, I was praying through the Lord's Prayer today. And I I actually wanted to like zoom through it because Jesus was saying, he was like to his disciples, he was like, this is how you ought to pray. Don't pray like the Pharisees who think that they're heard because of their vain repetitions. Like, pray like this. And he gave them the Lord's Prayer. So I was like, Lord, I'm going to be short and to the point. So I was praying through uh, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And then, boom, it, like, hit me. Lord, what's the daily bread for our church? What's going to sustain us? And then I heard in my head, my bread is to do the will of him that sent me. I'm sorry, it's not my bread, it's my food. So I read that passage, it's John 4. And um, it says, starting with verse 27, it says, Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him, Jesus, talking with a woman. But nobody asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come. See a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. 
Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. And his disciples said to each other, could somebody have brought him some food? That seems like a valid question to me. Jesus liked to speak in mysteries and riddles and parables. I could see why they were like, well, who, the food that we don't know about, did they bring us a plate? Anyway, sidetrack. Picking up at verse 34. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life. So the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Yeah, I haven't even... I So... I'm reading the scripture for the first time in a while, just right now, when I was praying through the Lord's Prayer, and I was asking God, what's our daily bread? Um, I just heard my bread, but it was my food. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. So I don't know what that means for our church. I haven't had time to process it. I'm literally verbally processing it with y'all as I speak. And I'm an introvert, and that's not really my strong foot. So if it feels rambly, it is. It is rambly. But I think that could be really good for us, like, to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That's what the hear and obey tool is about. Like, that's our food. That's our nourishment. This is our daily bread to do God's will. But how do we know it unless we're hearing? It's a whole happy, like, cycle. I'm going to ask the God. I'm going to ask the Lord from... I said the God. I'm going to ask the Lord. I'm going to ask God, our Lord, for more clarity about that. And um, if I get some, I'll share it. Then I was, um, so the next sign is in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And I just always, I always think about the Lord's Prayer from an individual perspective. But what about from a community perspective? Whose feet are we still holding to the fire as a church? Whose feet are we still holding to the fire? Who are we not showing forgiveness to? Who are we still pointing the finger at? Huh? Think about that. Let's pray. Let's pray into that. Because it says forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. So we're praying that the Lord forgive us as we forgive others in the same way that we forgive others in the same spirit that we forgive others. If we're not forgiving others, then what are we, to, what are we asking God to do? It's an excellent question. I think that gives us a lot to think about. It gives me a lot to think about. I'm going to end here because I said it was going to be short, but yeah, just think about the things that I talked about fasting when it's not about your own personal journey your own personal walk how does it feel how invested are you how how closely are you following the spiritual practices that you're adding in and what is the daily bread for eastern fellowship what is our daily bread and you know i i took it a step further i don't know if this is blasphemy or not I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but I said, Lord, don't just give me, don't just give us, use our fellowship, our daily bread, the thing that can just sustain us. So I'm asking for milk and honey. I'm asking for overflow 
Lord, can we have our daily bread, but also milk and honey? Because I remember uh, David preached a sermon about, um, I don't remember what it was about, but he went through like the different types of provision and manna was like just enough to get by daily bread or maybe daily bread. Daily bread was like, that's your normal. That's just middle of the road. This is what I have to sustain me. And then there was milk and honey. Milk and honey is overflow. It's abundant. So I'm praying that Eastern Fellowship gets our, yeah, we get our daily bread. We don't just try to go for the milk and honey and overshoot. I pray for our daily bread. I pray that to be a regular thing for us, but also for milk and honey. Uh, Also, that we can identify those who have offended us and who we've not forgiven. So that we can all be free and walking in the spirit of forgiveness. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. I'm going to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name. Lord, I pray that your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name. Amen.